Whether it fully deserves it or not, pickleball, for the most part, has a pretty good reputation for being a welcoming sport. You hear stories all the time about non-players showing up at local courts, taking a look, and then what happens? They get met by a friendly crew of pickleball players who've got extra paddles and nothing but enthusiasm. We hear of travelers all the time welcomed with open arms when they join a drop-in session at a different city where they know nobody. Do you ever need a place to crash? Just find a local pickleball club and I'm sure the doors and the beds will open up very quickly. And all of this is good. But at the risk of blowing a hole in this feel-good bubble, I'd like to make a suggestion. I'd like to remind people that no, you do not, in fact, need to play pickleball with anyone that asks you to. Today on Pickleball Problems, we're going to talk about how and when to say no, and to give you some practical tips about the best ways to do this, best ways to turn someone down without coming across as a jerk. All right, welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison, and today on the show, we are talking about saying no just saying no to those pickleball players that you don't really want to play pickleball with. How to do it, when to do it, why to do it, the ethics of doing it, and even some practical tips on how to do it in a way that doesn't make you look too, too bad. So first of all, let's just sort of set the stage here. Most of us have been in a situation where people who we don't really want to play with step up onto our court and ask us if they can join. Now, why might we not want to play with these people? Well, it might be because they've behaved poorly in the past. Maybe they've been rude to others. Maybe they're the paddle breakers. Maybe they're the constant cursors. Uh, Whatever it might be. Maybe they've been rude or even abusive to other people in the group. I don't know. Maybe it's someone that you have a fundamental disagreement with. Something about the governance policies of your pickleball club or of your country. And these differences are so strong that you can't stand to even step foot on the pickleball court with these people. It happens. I know it's out there right now that there's people who, for one reason or another, say, I don't care how good a player you are, I will not play pickleball with you. And then, of course, there's the other reason, perhaps is a more common reason that people don't want to play pickleball with other people, is like, "Mm, your level just really isn't quite as good as ours, or maybe even not even close to ours. And the belief that if you play pickleball with that person, you're really going to have to sort of play down in your game and it's going to lose some of its fun. It's going to lose some of its competitiveness, whatever. You might like the person, but if their level is significantly lower than yours uh, or the others in your group, that um, yeah, it makes it less fun for the other people who are playing. So whatever the reason might be, uh, you have these people who want to come play with you and you want to say no. Now, I'm not saying they have to be rude to them in your rejection. There's lots of polite ways to do it. and We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I want to make the point that you should be able to say no that you should feel empowered to say no if for some reason you don't want to play with someone. So before we talk about kind of how to do this uh, effectively, let's talk about some of the exceptions where you shouldn't say no, where you should in fact say yes to someone who asks you to play even if you don't really want to, and there are some exceptions. So here's one of them. Let's say you're playing at a venue where they have very clearly stated their policies when it comes to this, how play is organized. They've got a poster up, they've got a flyer, you got the email talking about their terms of agreement. And what they're saying is that 
No, here everyone plays with everyone. That's how it works. Maybe it's a situation where, you know, you're waiting for courts, the next four paddles in line, they go out. And it's not cool in that situation to look at the other three people in your group and say, ugh, don't want to play with this one, and then take yourself out to play with the next. That is not cool. If you're playing at a place where they have certain rules and you are still playing at that place, even though you're aware of the rules, you are in fact consenting to following those rules. So even if you don't like the way that person looks, or the way their forehand looks, you got to play with them. And if you don't like that rule, then don't play at that place. Okay, but it's not okay to go into a place and say, you know what, I know what the rules are here, but I am not going to follow them, I'm going to follow my own rules. That's not cool. It's kind of like, you know, you go into a store and you know that they have certain policies and then you go in and decide that those policies don't apply to you. Not okay. So what's another situation where you might have to play with someone even if you don't really want to? Well, one of the things I would think about is um, if you join a pickleball club, right? And this could club could be like a physical structure, I guess, but it could also just be a group of people. And you might sort of feel compelled a little bit like, hey, we're all part of the same club. We have this sort of mutual interest together. And I would say that in that case, it's maybe not an obligation that you have to play with them, but it's a pretty compelling reason, at least to spend some of the time. You have this sort of, you're part of this joint project together called a club. And so I think that that's important that you take that into consideration when you do that. Okay, so with those exceptions aside, when you're in a situation where um, you realize that uh, there's rules at a club when it comes to playing with other people or you're part of a club and someone comes and asks you, I think in those cases you should very strongly consider playing with someone even if they're not your favorite. What we're going to do in a second though is we're going to talk about when those situations don't apply, when you're just out there at the courts playing drop-in or playing with your buddies and then it happens. So we're going to talk about that and how to handle it tactfully in just a moment. Hey there, it's Mark. I want to give a special shout out to our friends at Selkirk Sport. Selkirk makes pickleball's best paddles, and their customer service is awesome. Personally, I'm fond of the Invicta paddle, because I love the extra reach it gives me without compromising forgivability. But whether you go with the Invicta, or prefer one of their other models like the S2, the Epic, or the Omni, Selkirk definitely makes a paddle that's right for you. You can find them at thirdshotsports.com paddles, or at selkirk.com. Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Jigsaw Health. Jigsaw Health is the official hydration and recovery partner of Third Shot Sports. We've got lots of great products, but one of my favorites is the Electrolyte Supreme. I mix it with water when I'm on the court coaching and playing, and I find it both gives me that extra boost I need and helps to prevent cramping. My personal favorite flavor is Berrylicious, but if you're a lemon-lime person, that's okay too. You can learn more at jigsawhealth.com. And if you do make a purchase, be sure to use my promo code, PB3SS10. That's PB3SS10. It'll save you $10 off your order and show some love to our show. Jigsaw Health, it's fun to feel good. All right, welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we are talking about how to say no to those pickleball players that you don't really want to play with. Not just how to say no, but how to say no in a polite kind of way. And that's the, what we're talking about right now. So before we get into that, I want to like change the scenario a little bit. Let's really make the, the sort of ethical case for why it's okay to say no in a pickleball court. Because I know a lot of the time people feel 
um, they feel obligated. They feel uncomfortable about saying no, and they, you know, they they end up doing something that they don't really want to um, for fear of being the bad guy or being the bad girl. So I want to change the scenario a little bit. Let's imagine that you and your friends, you are out at your favorite local watering hole. You're out there sitting on the patio enjoying the beautiful weather that you're having. And you're having a great time with your friends and all of a sudden a stranger comes up. Maybe not even a stranger. Maybe someone you know, an acquaintance, someone comes up and says, hey, can I join you? Can I, let's say it's a group of four. Can I join you as a group of four at your table? Now, you could very well say yes. If you want that person to join, you like their company, they tell great jokes, they buy the drinks, whatever it might be, of course you could say yes. But I don't think you would feel obligated to say yes. Here you are having a nice time with your friends. This is your leisure time. You're not on the clock for someone else. You're spending your time the way that you want to spend your time, and it's not hurting anyone or anything like that. And I don't think that you have an obligation in that case to invite that person into your circle, even though, of course, you might want to do it because you're a nice person or because they are going to bring something great to the group. right? And I think the same thing applies in pickleball. I think it's analogous. If you were out there playing pickleball instead of having drinks, you're out there playing pickleball with your three buddies and someone else comes up and says, hey, can I become the fifth? Well, I think you have about the same degree of obligation to say yes to them that you would if you were sitting on a patio drinking your margarita, right? You could, of course, do it, but there's no obligation to do it. They are imposing themselves on you. And I think that's important to remember. Now, that doesn't mean that you have permission to be rude or cruel or anything like that. But I think that you can and should feel empowered to say no. Now, how can you do this? What are the best ways? Um, I've, I've been around <laughs> quite a few times where people have had to say no, and sometimes they say it more uh, gently uh, than others. But what are some good ways to say no, to get out of this situation? So uh, the, the we'll call them the random. The random shows up to play with your group and says, hey, can I join in with your group? Well, one good way to do it, I think, I think is pretty effective to say, actually, you know what? We've really been looking forward to playing together as a group. We've been waiting for this for like quite a while. Maybe maybe we'll join up later, right? And again, you would do the same thing if you were at the bar or the restaurant. You'd say, oh, hey, I'll catch up with you in a few minutes. See you later. We've been waiting to do this. I think that's a good way to do it. I think another way to say it is to sort of suggest that you've got kind of this rivalry going, this little competition, right? Someone comes and says, oh, hey, I hope you don't mind, but we have a bit of a rivalry going here. We've got a bet going. This is the rubber match. I don't know. You can decide how you want to say it. We want to keep playing as a group because we've got this rivalry going. And that way it's not you rejecting the person because they're a person. You're just sort of saying, oh, hey, we've already got this thing going. We've got this rivalry. And that can be a, a gentler way to do it. I think you might also just say, hey, thanks for asking. We're actually really, we're working on some things together as a group. And so we'd rather kind of keep it as a group right now because we're sort of, yeah, we're playing games, but we're also practicing some things. Right? And who knows, maybe you've taken a lesson as a group before and you're applying that. Maybe you've um, been watching a whole bunch of third shot sports videos and uh, you know, you're, you're putting things into practice or maybe not, but you, you know, it might be a white lie to say that you are. And again, it doesn't, that white lie I think could be an ethical lie because it is taking the reason for rejecting the person away from the person themselves and putting it more onto, oh, hey, we're sort of, we're part, this is part of our training plan or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, I think you might also want to say something that 
along the lines of, you know what, we've had some really good games lately. We just kind of want to keep this momentum going. I'm sure you understand. Right. And again, it's possible, depending on how perceptive the person is, it's possible that they like understand, oh, they're just being kind of rejecting me in a nice way. But again, remember, they are the ones who are imposing themselves on you. Right. It's not like you invited them to come and all of a sudden are rejecting them. Right. They are imposing themselves on you. And I think uh, in the same way in social situations, when people try to impose themselves on you, you have uh, a right to resist that if you don't want to be part of it. Anyway, there are some consequences that you're going to have to deal with, and in just a minute, we are going to talk about some of them. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. If you teach pickleball or want to get started, PCI now offers pickleball instructor certification. And since level one is 100% online, it's perfect to do when you want and where you want. You don't have to travel anywhere to do it. PCI instructor certification is thorough, practical, and systematic. I should know. I built it. It'll help you to become a better coach. And when you become a member of PCI, you get access to more than 70 high-impact videos, audio, sample lesson plans, insurance, and more. Check out all the details at PCIPickleball.com. All right, welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we've been talking about dealing with people who want to play with you even though you don't want to play with them. And we talked about how uh, there are some exceptions to that where you should pretty much always say yes, or at least mostly say yes. We talked about how to say uh, no gently and sort of explaining why it's okay to say no, just like if you're socializing with your friends. But that doesn't mean that there are no consequences for saying no. It's kind of like free speech, right? Yeah, sure, there's free speech, but free speech doesn't mean freedom from consequences for that speech. And this is kind of the same thing, right? If you turn someone down, playing with you doesn't mean that there are going to be no consequences. So what might some of those consequences be? Well, largely they're going to be social consequences, right? They might be, um, you know, all of a sudden you come across as like the the snob, the pickleball snob who doesn't want to play with someone who's not exactly at their level or who thinks they're too good for the other players. Who knows? Maybe you don't get invited to the next barbecue or the next social. Maybe the next time that uh, I don't know, some fun activity is happening, well, you get put on the wait list instead of invited. And just like in social situations where you um, speak and have to deal with consequences, the same happens in pickleball. And you have to kind of judge, I guess, what you think that those consequences are likely to be. And you also um, have to sort of weigh whether you think that there are consequences that you're willing to pay, right? The price of admission. Of course, I you know, I probably painted this in a pretty black or white situation. Most people will say, well, Mark, you know, the solution is that you play with the people some of the time. You spend some of your time. Who knows? Maybe you can make a spreadsheet. You spend 20% of your time playing with people, anyone who asks, and the other 80% saying no. Maybe that will make you a good ethical person. I don't know. But I do think, uh, to kind of sum things up here, is that, um, you know, pickleball is uh, a social activity, and like other social activities, there's all these nuances that we have to try to navigate sometimes, and of course, we sometimes do it better than others, but um, I would still stand by the idea that for the most part, pickleball is a pretty welcoming community, and uh, and I hope it stays that way, and I hope that if you do have to reject someone from playing with you, you can find a way to do it in a way that is kind and ethical and treats other people the way you would want to be treated. And we'll leave it there. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of Pickleball Problems. If you have a question that you'd like me to address, send me an email, mark at thirdshotsports.com. 
And who knows, maybe we'll talk about your pickleball problem next time on the show. Take care.